हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द एम्पावर योर माइंड फॉर सक्सेस पॉडकास्ट अ पॉडकास्ट फॉर एनीवन हु वांट्स टू बिल्ड एन एंटरप्रेन्योरल माइंडसेट टुडे वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट ऑन दिस पॉडकास्ट थेरेसा गॉस अ नेवी वेटरन टर्न्ड एंटरप्रेन्योर So today is a very special episode uh, because we have a special guest on this podcast. Uh, I met her in one of the entrepreneurial ma- mastermind groups and that's how I know her. Her name is Teresa Goss and she is a very very well-known TV producer, podcast producer, shows producer and she is an entrepreneur. And based out of Las Vegas, uh, you know, she calls herself Tigo, short for Teresa Goss. and uh, tigo welcome welcome to this podcast i thank you anish for having me on your show i appreciate being here absolutely and uh, tigo why don't you quickly introduce yourself you know i know you're a navy veteran and you worked and then you have been an entrepreneur for a very very long time so our audience would love to know about your background did you just call me old no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I am old. Um, yeah, I started my first business when I was 10. So, I guess you could say, you know, being an entrepreneur is in my blood. Um, I've been, you know, feeling like I I marched my dad used to say I marched to an entirely different band, not a different drummer. So, this is what I've always meant to do. I'm a tech geek. I started computer programming in high school. Um, I started web development in 1991. and i've been doing this thing uh called the internet for 30 years now dang near so yeah and then we got into television production by accident um almost 20 years ago and i've been behind the camera as a producer director for 18 plus years and this year i started hosting i've been a sidekick on a couple of shows but this is the first time i've actually stepped up on television i was a sidekick on radio i was a sidekick on a couple of podcasts but this is the first time i've stepped up on television and been an actual host and that was this year that's fascinating you continue to you know to evolve yourself and grow yourself from one phase or the, uh, to the next of your life but you know like i was saying earlier you were a navy veteran as well so how did you end up being in navy and then what prompted you down the the entrepreneurial path that if you may right because navy is a government job <laughs> <laughs> you know i um knew i was going in the navy when i was 14 i came home my dad told me that you know there was no way he was going to be able to for for me to go to college and i told him he didn't have to worry about that because i wasn't going to college i was 13 then i was going in the air force mm. and then i decided well maybe i want to go in the navy and you know it was air force navy air force navy and navy took me first air force told me i had to wait for 6 months i think it was when i graduated high school and i said ah no i'm not waiting so i joined the navy and before my 19th birthday i found myself standing in the philippines for 2 years so yeah i joined the, i knew i i had my 19th birthday in the philippines i i had my 18th birthday in boot camp i joined the navy at 17 awesome awesome and you were in navy for how long four yeah. years three months 26 days and four and a half hours but who's counting <laughs> that's awesome 
that is great. That is great. And then once you moved on from um, uh, Navy, then you ended up in in TV production. In in in. No, 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 no. I um got out of the Navy in 1985. Mm. So yeah, I literally am going to be 57 next year. So I got out of the Navy in 1985. And then long, long journey of entrepreneurship and, and various jobs. I mean, I've done everything from shoveling poop and stables when I was literally homeless. You know, a lady said, hey, you can sleep in the stalls if you clean them. And I said, okay. And that started my first business because I got a job painting built buildings and houses in Virginia and then realized that the guy that hired me was making, making way more money than I was. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm doing the painting and you're making the money? That don't sound right. Mm -hmm. So I started a subcontracting business as a painter in Virginia um, and then moved to Denver. I was homeless in Denver and worked at a Sizzler. Um, lived in Alameda for a while. I mean, I've lived all over the country, all over the world. You know, I've always been that person who my parents would sit around and talk about if I would have, could have, should have, you know? Oh, if I would have done this. If I could have done that, and I swore I'd never do that. So when I was in my 20s and my early 30s, if I wanted to see something, I went and saw it. If I wanted to do something, I went and did it. You know, so I've I've hand glided, I've glided, I've jumped off a mountain, I've horseback rode. It's like I wanted to do it, I did it. You know, my second home was Hong Kong for a while. It's it's you know, I just did it. That was my life. You know, I've always had that kind of explorer see the world. I, I give it to my parents. Um, my father and my mother were fishing people. They loved to fish. So although I was raised, I was born in Gary, Indiana, but I was raised on the south side of Chicago. And my parents were Southerners. They're from Mississippi and Arkansas, and they loved to fish. So every other weekend when there was no snow on the ground, we were somewhere on a fishing bank. It did not matter. And they took me all over the country before I was 17, 18 years old. We went everywhere. So I had that travel gene in my body. My father was not a big fan of flying, flying anywhere. So he really didn't leave the country, mm. but I wanted to see the world. And when I got in the Navy, that showed me the world and I wanted to keep seeing the world. So I've managed to see quite a bit of it. And in between that, I've seen a lot of different businesses. I've met a lot of different people. And my father told me, hey, if you get an hour for lunch, it don't take you an hour to eat a sandwich. You eat your sandwich and then you go find out how that guy does his job. Because when they start laying people off, they won't lay you off because you know everybody else's job. And I was like, hey, that makes sense. So I've always learned everybody else's job. And that's the same thing I learned when I was going to college in my 30s, because I didn't go to college shows in my 30s. You know, never own a business that you can't do yourself. It's what the instructor said. You got to know something about every part of your business. And I'm like, okay. So every part of my business, I know something about. So I know how to hire someone. So nobody can rip me off. And that goes back to my dad saying, don't take an hour for lunch. Learn that job, you know? So I've been doing that ever since. So I know how to edit. I know how to produce. I know how to host. I know how to design, you know, Jane of all trades, master of none. And then I realized my mastery is bootstrapping. You know, that's where it comes from. Fascinating. That's that's pretty exciting, you know, and, and, and I think whatever you have been telling so far, Atigo, you are really an action taker and uh, you have seen the world. So obviously that, you know, uh, broadens your perspective. 
um, you know, gives you a world view that usually people don't have when they don't travel and, you know, they're in their, usually within the same country or same state. Now, um, I, I want to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial ventures. Now, you have tried multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I want my audience to know and understand that, you know, if they've, if, if one business doesn't work for them, doesn't mean that they are not at good at business or it's the end of the world. They can try another thing and another thing after that till they find something that works so that they can, you know, fulfill their purpose. So give us an idea of, you know, you said multiple businesses, you know, what kind of businesses, three, four categories that come to your mind before you got into where you are now? Oh boy. Okay. Well, I mean, just in this arena, you know, we were a digital magazine um, in 2004. We were the world's first all digital interactive magazine for African-Americans. We did a magazine called BIM, Black Insight Magazine. The only problem was I wasn't the designer. I wasn't the, the coder. I had someone who did that for me. And then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And all of a sudden, now what? Because we can't meet our deadlines. We can't, we can't do anything. We're kind of stuck. What do you do now? That's okay. Did I just fail? It, what's wrong with this? No, I had to go learn. And then we've tried so many different publications over the years that didn't work out, but ended up getting us all kinds of clients because I learned how to create these publications. I learned how to do things that other people were not doing, you know, and their procedures and, you know, techniques that we're applying to our shows now, that we're applying to our ads now, you know, that I would have never learned if we hadn't quote unquote failed over the years creating these various publications. So that's one, you know, um, I tried when, we did the painting business, you know, but when I did the painting business way back in the eighties, that ended up being a whole lot of labor. And I went, okay, you can only make so much. You can only paint so many buildings. You can only do so much. And it's a man's world, especially in 1985, you know? So we created an all girl painting crew, which ended up being a really cool like niche because the guys would come running and that was great but then we're still fighting to be taken seriously. And then once people realize, oh, you know, it's not a strip show or or a bar coming to visit you, you guys are really working, then the jobs got kind of iffy. And you're, now you gotta fight with that. Now, okay, you really wanna be serious? Now they don't wanna pay you as much, you know? Now the wives are having issue because wait a minute, you got girls on the scene. What's that about? So that you, you got to learn how to adjust, you know? And then over the years, you know, I woke up one day, I moved to Las Vegas to take care of my parents. I had a very successful business in mass mill production in Chicago. I woke up, came here to take care of my parents and went from $30,000 in monthly income to de- literally delivering pizzas. You know, because I didn't take care of my business. I didn't understand what business was all about and figured it would just kind of follow me. No, it's no big deal. You know, I'll just do it here. Mm. Didn't work out, you know, and that made me so depressed that I was literally suicidal, you know, but I had to work my way back through it. And I had the right people in my corner that strangers, you know, that literally said, no, 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 no. There's ways through it. 
And that's when I discovered motivation. That's when I discovered Zig Ziglar and Les Brown, Tony Robbins, you know, because I deliver pizzas for eight or 10 hours a day in Las Vegas heat with no air conditioning in a car that wouldn't do over 50 miles an hour, you know, for one reason, it had a tape deck in it and I could listen to motivation all day long. Hmm. And I made a new plan to create a new business. Hmm. So for me, I believe there's a plan in front of you. You just gotta be able to see it. You gotta, if it's really dark and really black today, you gotta get through today because tomorrow the sun will come up and then maybe you'll see what that day was and why it was dark and then you go through tomorrow. So it's not always all good, you know, and then you find a new way. Wow. You know, 30,000 a month is what? $3.6 million. Um, that's a lot of money. Um, no, it's 360,000, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a lot it's of still money. a lot. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing. Uh, Tigo. So obviously I, th I think you touched upon two points, actually three, you know, actions, uh, learning and then mindset and, and motivation, right? Because you, you have to motivate yourself, you got to inspire yourself in the entrepreneurial world, especially. And uh, also you have to continue, continue to learn and evolve yourself because the, the situation and the market changes and you have to shift accordingly. So in, in terms of, uh, in terms of an entrepreneur's mindset, ego, what are your key takeaways, right? I mean, if you'd like to share three things from a mindset perspective, especially for entrepreneurs, what do you think that comes to your mind? You got to have an open mind, you know, people that are employed by other people, you get the freedom of being stuck in your ways, you know, because as long as you got that job and you know what your job is, you can be almost on autopilot. I get up on Monday morning at 6 a.m. I make sure I'm out of the door by 6.35. I'm at my job by 7.15 and I'm sitting in my seat by 7.30. Mm -hmm. I do everything that I do when I come home by 5.15. It's autopilot. When you're an entrepreneur, almost everything you had planned for Monday doesn't happen. You know, something new happens. You every I have people come to me all the time and say, oh, it must be nice. You work for yourself. No, if you've got 10 clients, you have 10 bosses. If you got 100 clients, you got 100 bosses. And mm -hmm. guess what? They all want to be number one. Mm -hmm. they, want, they don't want to hear about anybody else's project, anybody else's problem. They want to know where their product is, where their project is, and that you're exclusively focused on them. So you got to be flexible and you got to have an open mind. You don't have to have that if you're working for somebody else especially if you're minimal, middle management or below, hmm. you really don't. That's the way it is. You know, you got to truly understand where your money is. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, you can't live paycheck to paycheck to paycheck because a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, especially just coming out the gate, you don't have a paycheck. What is it? You know, you really don't have one. So when you get a client paying you, you've got to project where that money is going to go from now until whenever, you know, because you don't know when the next one's coming in. You don't even know if that client who says they're with you for the next two years is really with you for the next two years. Cause I've been there, had the contract, went back to them and said, okay, time for part four, time for part seven. And they go, oh yeah, about that. We decided we want to go another way. Mm. Yeah, you can sue them. Got the money for the lawyer, got the money for collections. They know you're a small business. They know you don't have that money, you know? So you just kind of go, eh, 
I've got over $100,000 worth of collectibles that are sitting there connecting dust. It's just collecting dust, hmm. you know, because I'm never going to get that money ever. You know, those are all lessons learned. Hmm. You learn to get deposits up front, period. You learn that your deposits cover your cost, period. You know, so if you don't make a profit, at least your costs were covered, you know. Then you learn that you work every day that ends in Y when you're an entrepreneur. There is no weekend, period. You know, there is no holiday. Sorry, there isn't. You may have a holiday hour or two, you know, even Christmas. My kids, my family knows they block out time even for Christmas morning. They look at me and go, okay, we're doing Christmas from this time to this time. And I go, okay, and literally put it in my calendar because it's a day that ends in Y and I'm an entrepreneur, mm. okay? Especially holidays that are only in America, 4th of July, Thanksgiving. If you got clients in other countries, mm. they don't care about 4th of July. They don't care about Thanksgiving. It's a Thursday. They need their stuff done. And if you don't have a team or if you just have a support team, then you're doing it, you know? And you learn to get out of your own way and stop having pride, you know? To heck with your pride. Yeah, if the garbage is overfilling and you're used to being corporate America, you had a cleaning crew that came in and the next day you came back and your trash was done and everything was mopped and da-da-da-da. Well, the shocking reality is when you look up and see that pile of dust, over there on the side, of, and you go, well, somebody needs to clean that. Well, that somebody is you, because you're an entrepreneur, which means you are everything from the janitor to the CEO. <laughs> I hear you, yeah. And, uh, and that's why, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And, uh, you know, but, but if, if, entrepreneurship is the only vehicle that will allow you to fulfill your dreams and goals the way you want it to be. There is no other opportunity out there, in my opinion, and your opinion, Tigo, as well. Yeah. Uh, you're nodding your head. So that is that is great. Now, yeah. uh, you know, coming, you you were in the tech world. I, I am still in the tech world and I, and I worked a lot in the technical side, management consulting side for a long time. And in the, in the technical world, you know, in the Silicon Valley world, when you're trying to come up with a startup, the, the number one way for us to raise money is usually to go for a venture capitalist or an mm -hmm. angel investor who would mm -hmm. invest money in you and take a percentage of your of, of your uh, business. Maybe, uh, yes. And even maybe more than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? But you spoke about bootstrapping businesses and you have been very successful bootstrapping and you call yourself the bootstrapping entrepreneur, entrepreneur expert entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So give us an understanding of what do you mean by bootstrapping and how, and how would someone go about being bootstrapped? Well, it, I tell everybody all the time, it's bootstrapping, not broke strapping. It mm. means that you definitely have to put money into your business, but it also means that you don't have to go out and get an SBA loan or you don't have to go and get an angel investor or venture capitalist investment. It means that you do it in stages. You know, the advantage of getting an investor is you usually get hopefully enough money to be able to do the first year or the first projected two years or whatever it is that you're doing in your startup. When you're bootstrapping, you're doing the first stage. And that first stage could literally be paying for your incorporation paperwork, getting your accounting in place, you know, getting your branding in place, 
getting your first client. Whew, got that. Take that first client's money. Don't go shopping. Put that money back in your business. Go get your next client. Whew, go get the next one. Do a little advertising. Get three more clients. You're building it up one little piece at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time. But when you do it that way, one, you don't owe anyone else your money. Two, you're not married to someone for the rest of your business life. Because when you take outside investors, you know, they're not here because they love you. They're here because they believe in where you're going and they want that big payday. Mm -hmm. So, and usually, especially investors, they don't help you with the work. You know, they call in and check in, just check it in and look at your numbers and they go, oh, that's nice. Well, we're supposed to be here. They try to keep you on course because they know when their money is supposed to come back. Mm -hmm. When you're bootstrapping, it's your baby. You decide where you're navigating to, so you have to police yourself. It's harder. But at the same time, when you're doing that, you are navigating to a destination. And that destination has stops, almost like a cruise ship. You know, where are you going to port this week? And you grow and you grow. And what ends up happening, sometimes you can actually get a client bigger than you thought you would be able to get because you're not so restricted. You don't have those blinders on. You can see a much, much bigger picture and go, wow, I can go after that guy. I can go after this business. This is awesome. Let me go and get this or that. That's fantastic. Or you might end up having a much bigger plan than you can obtain right now and realize you need to start a little bit smaller, but it's you navigating the trail and nobody else. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, all good points. Not everybody, you know, prescribes doing a business like you, like you say, a lot of companies, and I mean, a lot of uh, people out there talk about getting investment. Uh, now, um, bootstrapping there's there's another thing that is coming up Tigo, that you're working on a very big summit an online summit uh, that is going to be launched i believe in december november november 16th 17th and 18th there you go november 16th 17th and 18th and talk a little bit about that summit so that our listeners have an opportunity to maybe attend and learn how to bootstrap businesses and learn from other entrepreneurs who have done something similar right we are doing the extreme biz summit um, November 16th, 17th, and 18th. It's all about bootstrapping. And I've invited some really successful entrepreneurs, including yourself. Thank you, sir, for being there. Thank and you. everyone is coming in and sharing their success journey. I wanted to tell the stories of how they're navigating their course. These are all bootstrapping entrepreneurs. They have been in corporate America, some of them. Some of them have had family businesses that they've had for 20 something years. And because of COVID, they've had to shut it down and start something new. We actually have someone coming in who made a million dollars in less than 24 hours, you know, but these are all bootstrapping entrepreneurs. They did not go after, you know, SBA loans. They didn't go after, they didn't have trust funds. They're building their businesses and they're sharing exactly how they're doing it. There's over $5,000 worth of training material in there. We're having a blast and they're sharing exactly how you can bootstrap your business and not from one particular industry. They're from industries from all over the world. You know, so if you want to know how to bootstrap your business, 
extremebizsummit.com. And I'm from the South side of Chicago. We spell things our way. So it's X-T-R-E-M-E-B-I-Z Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, S-U-M-I-T-T dot com, summit.com. So yeah, fun. November 16th, 17th, and 18th. Awesome. And I'll, I'll be sure to include a link to that, uh, to that uh, website so that people can, can, when they are listening to this, can go and register, uh, Tigo. So that'll be great. Uh, I, I know some of the speakers on that uh, list, and I think it'll be a very good experience for people to understand and, um, and take it from there. Okay, yeah, that's free. great. <laughs> yeah, sorry? It's free. So yeah, come on over free. and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. That is right. Now, uh, you know, obviously, Tigo, you're doing this to help a lot of other people who are going through a tough time or are looking for other options to go about, uh, you know, learning from successful people. Now, in addition to this, uh, you know, you are um, you're doing a lot of other things also in terms of uh, televising some of your uh, work. Uh, talk a little bit about where people can find you in addition to the summit website, right? Where can they find you on your website? Maybe channels on Amazon or Roku or whatever. I know some of it. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that as well. I host a national show called Expert Talk with Tigo. Um, you can find Expert Talk with Tigo online at experttalkwithtigo.com. Or you can catch me on Amazon Prime. Um, you can catch it on here in Las Vegas on Cox Your View. Uh, we're on the Family Channel. We are on Roku and Amazon Fire. Uh, and about we're on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and about 30 other podcast platforms. So if you would just hashtag us on Google, Expert Talk with Tigo, we're out there. And the whole point is just to give a platform to experts all over the world so they can share how they're doing it why they're doing it because it's not easy but dang if it ain't fun yeah and, and and i think that is one thing that i have learned a lot uh you know since i became an entrepreneur full-time uh, about a year ago and and moved on from the corporate world tigo is one thing that i've learned I've, I've seen an amazing camaraderie uh entrepreneurs especially you know in in the in the expert business passion business or you know online business are out there helping each other i mean you and i got connected on this mass in this yeah. mastermind and now we are you know helping each other out so um you know th this is obviously a lot of give back uh, right it's not just about making money it's about providing value and providing hope and inspiration uh, to others so i really thank you for doing what you're doing for uh, for my listeners obviously and in general for for the people out there you know who maybe are struggling a little bit given the tough times that we all face today in the world you know, I now, thank you too. Yeah, thank you. Now, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, roadblocks, or I should not say, you know, a mental block that people have uh, when they are not an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, but maybe are working for someone else or are doing a family business um, is usually fear, right? And this mm -hmm. is a fear maybe self-created, right? It's maybe not real fear, but mm -hmm. something that is in their mind, something limiting belief, Tigo. So, what do you want to share a little bit so that our listeners can try to find a way to navigate that fear? You know, for me, um, I truly believe it's false evidence appearing real. You know, it's something we put in our heads. You know, uh, back in the day, I was a door-to-door -door salesperson for a vacuum company. I used to sell Electrolux vacuums back in the day. And when I was a trainer for them, when I trained my team, 
you know, I told them the hardest door to get through is not a client's door. It's not the doors you're knocking on. It's your car door because mm-hmm. you convince yourself when you pull up to the door, you, you tell yourself, well, they're not going to buy, you know, they're not going to buy because their house looks too nice. They're not going to buy because their curtains are drawn and they're sleeping. They're not going to buy because they're how, Oh, look, there's a car with a, you know, that has a flat tire, they can't afford it. You talk yourself out of it. And and that is why most people don't do something. It's not because of something that happened. It's because what they've told themselves is going to happen. You know, I could never start my own business. Nobody would ever buy from me. I could never do my own show. Oh my God, I could never be on camera. You know, I, I have a face for radio, you know? False evidence appearing real. That's what in, ends up happening with people. And that's, you know, that's just sad. It's not true. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a very interesting quote you made, right? False evidence appearing real. And, and it's all about the stories we tell ourselves. I always often talk on my podcast, which is really helping people understand how to read their own mindset, right? So that they can get out of these limiting beliefs. It's our thoughts become uh, our belief system, which is a decision-making framework. And the stories that we tell ourselves are really the hurdles that uh, we create for ourselves because, you know, we all have unlimited potential, like I say, Tigo, and, you know, we just need to own it and move forward. So, you know, overcoming fear or navigating fear, if one can't overcome it, navigating fear is very, very important. Um, Is there one single tip that you believe entrepreneurs need to know, um, Tigo, that comes to your mind? The only tip I can tell that I tell everyone is no doesn't hurt you, you know? No, just doesn't hurt. You know, it, it doesn't hit you like somebody slapped you across your face. It doesn't feel like you got shot. You know, Zig Ziglar had a, a story that he told when he was selling pots and pans door to door. He was making $25 commissions. And he said, you know, he would average one out of four would say yes. And it was a $100 commission. And he would say, thank you for the $25 when somebody would say no. And they said, wait a minute, I didn't buy anything from you. And he said, I know, but I average about one out of every four. And instead of looking at it like it's a no, I look at it like I'm $25 closer to a yes. So, and when I I sat there and I thought about that for a second and I said, oh yeah, that makes sense. So when I was door-to-door selling or I was doing direct sales, I would divide my average and go, okay, I'm $100, I'm $1,000, whatever it is closer to my yes. And then I started embracing the nose and the nose became not a problem because I knew I was closer to a yes. The sooner you take the power away from a no, they don't bother you anymore. You actually want the nose because you know that whatever their objections are, the next person that comes up with an objection, you're ready for that objection. You know, So now they're going to have to come with something different because you got the answer to that one. You know, so what else you got? No, 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 no. What else you got? You got that answer. You know, I literally sold vacuums by not selling vacuums. It became the number one female west of the Rockies. And I still hold the record. And I haven't sold a vacuum since 1998. Wow. And I still hold the record west of the Rockies. And I would go into people's homes promising them I would not sell them just to do a demonstration and had them follow me to the car with their checkbooks and beg to buy it. And said, I, now I promised you, now if you buy this, don't be mad at me, you know? And it's because I learned to embrace no. 
And I learned to take the power of sales away. You know, that's what's interesting about masterminds and everything that we're doing now. It's not about selling. It's about helping people. You know, it's about providing the information that you want. That's what the summit is for. Everybody that's in the summit, they're not getting paid to be there. They want to share their story. They want to share their information. They want to help people. They know that they're going to make their money down the road in their business anyway. They want to help. You know, when you get out of your head, out of that corporate America, I got to sell X number and hit X goal and actually get into the point where I want to help people. You don't worry about no anymore. You don't worry about those numbers anymore. And you look up and go, wow, I, I can't believe how much I did this year. How many people I touched this year. That's what it's about. That's what all this is about. You can't, you can't set a goal like that. It's amazing. Uh, you know, I just took note of what you just said, you know, no does not hurt you. And uh, while I was saying that, I was thinking about one more thing, Tigo, you know, we all talk about taking action, massive action, action every day in, in entrepreneurial world. Um, and, and, you know, the reason for taking that action, obviously, is because so that you can hear those no's sooner, identify those objections sooner so that you go through all objections and after that there are no more objections left that a normal average human being can think of so then you can start you know handling those objections and providing value and i think if you don't hear those no's uh, it's like a rite of passage i believe in the entrepreneurial world the more no's you hear the faster you yep. get to your goal it's a very very good statement you know i just took a note of it that's amazing no does not hurt you that that's very nice that's very nice so so tigo i know you know, you have evolved yourself a lot behind the camera, now in front of the camera. What else can what else can we expect to see from you? Is there a book that you're going to write sometime soon or you're going to produce some nice national TV show? What's next for Tigo? Oh, you never know. Um, we have a pretty interesting project coming up in about two weeks. You're actually part of it. I can't tell you what it is, <laughs> but in about a week and a half, I can tell you. Um, but we... Yeah, there's always something new on the horizon. Uh, yeah, you just have to wait and see. There's a lot of new stuff coming. Am I going to write a book? I don't think so. Um, it's not really my thing to write a book. Mm -hmm. we, have, we have a couple of movies in, in the works. So uh, that will be coming when all this COVID stuff is over. Thank mm -hmm. goodness. Mm -hmm. That will be coming. We have... Of course, Pod Nation is out there and we'll be exploding Pod Nation pretty soon. And you'll be a part of that on Roku and Amazon Fire and be a part of the nation. And uh, Pod Nation is video podcasts and we're a video podcast family and we're joining together to you know, spread the message, spread the word and get people out there to be able to see us and not just hear us. Mm -hmm. So that will be out there. But you never know with me. I see stuff in all kinds of colors and go, that looks interesting. Let's see what that's all about. And when we can travel again, you never know. I might do my show from the top of the Eiffel Tower. You just, you, who knows what's next? That's great. That's great, Tigo. And, and you know, I, I want... I want the women listeners to feel a little bit more empowered by listening to your story, right? I mean, you you, you have been there, seen that, done it all, uh, and you and you have persevered. 
and and i think uh, you 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 can you are a great example so for the women listeners out there you know is there something that you want to leave them with uh, so that they feel inspired no matter what situation they are in kids jobs uh, whatever it is right what would the women listener would like to hear from you maybe something of some inspiration for them you know listen to your inner voice but more importantly listen to your heart mm. because we tend to put ourselves behind everybody else we go oh, well i'll do that tomorrow i'll do that next year you know i i got to make sure my kids are okay i got to make sure my significant others okay i got to make sure the world's okay and then we look up and it's 10 years down the road it's 20 years down the road and then we go oh it's too late it's never too late it's never too late You know, I know someone who's in her 70s and she's a world national bodybuilder. Wow. You know, it is never too late. I'm 56 years old and I'm hosting my first national television show. It's never too late. You know, don't tell yourself it's too late and don't hold yourself back. If you want to give 80% of yourself to everybody else, save a little bit for yourself and go out there and do it. and with social media you can find a group of us crazy women that will stand right behind you and scream and shout and say go get them because we're going to get them too so yeah you're not alone and it's never too late go get them awesome tigo i think uh, that's a very good piece of advice and uh, you know i hope i i hope the listeners find encouragement and inspiration and empowerment in that because there's nothing better than taking action uh, especially in the entrepreneurial world in the employee world things are very different you can afford not to or take the action the next day but not in the employee and entrepreneurial world so tigo i think you've answered all our questions we thank you once again for being here with us wishing you all the best for your summit your next uh, uh, journey and adventures and something that is coming out soon as well looking forward to hearing about that from you soon thanks for having me it's always so much fun to talk with you So there you go. You heard this on the Empower Your Mind for Success podcast. I hope you found value in this podcast. I hope you found some inspiration in Tigo's story. And if you did find inspiration, you did find value, pay it forward. Send this podcast to someone you believe will benefit from listening to their to this podcast. Um keep listening. Remember, you have unlimited potential. Own it. So subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, share this with others. Until next time take care